Cauldron FM. Online. The sound of magic. Enter Merlin, but beware, do not interrupt his magic. Merry Meet and welcome here on Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. I'm Dave B and I'll be with you for the next hour or so. And in a packed show today, we've got music by some great bands. We've also got the Crystal of the Month from Ems. There may be a couple of little surprises. I don't know yet. Don't hold me to it. There may be, there may not. So anyway, let's start the proceedings. <laughs>
freedom of speech, freedom of faith, freedom of religion, freedom to stand up and hide for what we believe in, freedom of speech, freedom of faith.
From North Devon to Delaware, this is Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Turn in time 
I'm Emma and I like nothing more than sitting down and listening to Cauldron FM.
Holden FM. Online. The sound of magic.
listening to Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. And now it's time for our crystal of the month, brought to you by Ems from Saltwater Gaia. Merry meet and sound blessings. This is Ems from Saltwater Gaia with this meets crystal of the month segment. I'm a self-employed crystal healing master practitioner and teacher based on the beautiful North Devon coast, but I work around Devon, Cornwall and further afield, including remotely. I offer energy healing modalities such as massage and aromatherapy, but crystals are my passion and specialty. I teach courses from beginner to practitioner level and a range of workshops for children to adults at all levels. Do have a look at my website, saltwatergaia.com for more information. So I'm going to mix things up a little bit this time to focus on the upcoming Sabbath celebrations with crystal suggestions for altars and for connecting with loved ones across the veil and maybe a little bit more as well. So Samhain is fast approaching and this is the first of two spirit nights over the wheel of the year. So in balance we have Beltane about to be celebrated in the southern hemisphere. Now these are both fire festivals and they both share the thinning of the veil which now, I'm sure many of you have felt, it almost feels like since the beginning of October, you can you can start to feel that little shift as spirit is able to, to draw nearer and nearer the closer that we get to Samhain uh, when the veil is at its thinnest. Now, Samhain means summer's end and it's a festival of the dead where we honour our ancestors. Here we get to let go of old patterns of behaviours, to take risks where fear may have prevented us from being free or, or taking those steps. Samhain is ruled by the crone aspect of the goddess and she allows us to step into our wisdom and connect with our loved ones who've passed more easily. As I've mentioned, this is when the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead is at its thinnest and we celebrate death as part of life, which is possibly why labyrinths are such a firm feature at Samhain as here we can journey into the dark night of the soul and rebirth and then come out sort of cleansed the other side. Now, Samhain also marks the start of the witchy Celtic pagan New Year and the onset of winter too. And it was believed that with the onset of winter, the ghosts of those departed would come seeking shelter from the cold to their former homes or cottages. To share a returning meal with their families, food would be left in the kitchen or parlour for them. Hearths were kept spotless and the fires were kept burning continuously until the spring equinox. A single candle would be placed in a window and lit to help the spirits of loved ones and ancestors, or the good dead, back home. There, an additional place would also be set at the table. And children would come through the village asking for food to be offered symbolically for the dead, which was then donated to feed the hungry. Bonfires were often lit to help guide the good dead and prevent any evil dead or evil witches, malevolent fairies, from stealing any souls before they left our land for the Feylands over the winter months. And the bonfires gave power to the sun as it moved towards its lowest point at the midwinter solstice, um, sort of six weeks hence from Samhain. So here's some of my favourite crystals for Samhain altars. This list is by no means exhaustive. Always see what you're drawn to on the day when you're sort of creating or prepping for your altars. And obviously, you know, use what you're drawn with too. But these are ones I like to use and I'll explain a little of each of why too. 
So black obsidian, this allows us to look inside for shadow work. It grounds us. It protects us against psychic attack. It has this wonderful spiritual restoration energy and is very much a, a mineral or a crystal of divination at Samhain. It banishes and removes and also blocks sort of negative energy, negative people. So it's, it's a good all-rounder for this particular Sabbath. Carnelian is about protecting the hearth and home. Carnelian is that energy of the sun. And when you place it near the front door, it invites in abundance, enhances energy and enhances creativity. Danborite connects the crown to the higher self. So it helps to magically remove anxiety and worry and alleviate sadness. Spirit quartz, this beautiful purpley, shimmery stone that's also known as fairy quartz, it aids connection with the fey realms, the spirit realms, and any other realms actually as well. It guides and assists us in all kinds of mystical access. Sunstone brings light into the darkness of life. Sunstone is the energy of the sun. It's the opposite. It's the balancer. It's the equal to moonstone, the feminine. Okay, it's the masculine. It attracts positivity and abundance. So this strong male sun energy balances the feminine, intuitive energy of moonstone. But you know, when we've got the uh, sun at its lowest point, as I mentioned earlier, then sunstone is the one to try and pull it back like a magnetism. Jet is um, a popular stone of mourning of the Victorians. Um, again, it's all about grounding emotion and releasing grief and cleansing energy. Selenite is a beautiful stone named after Selene, the goddess of the moon. It's about spiritual awakening and offers angelic and spiritual protection and communication. Amethyst is the spiritual protector, okay? The darker the amethyst, the more potent the, the, the mineral. And the darker ones tend to come from Uruguay and they tend to be a little bit more expensive. And I find that these darker Uruguayan amethysts are perfect for this time of year. So you could maybe try working with chevron amethyst too. Chevron amethyst is also really good for pain. So those aches and pains and creaks and stuff that we get at this time of the year as the weather gets cooler, chevron amethyst is also perfect for and also tiger's eye. This is that wonderfully witchy stone that is said to protect against the evil eye and curses. Also relieves fear and anxiety at this time of year. Now, if you have a carved pumpkin or turnip or candle, you can arrange your crystals around that or however you wish, you know, on your own sew and altar. Just choose your favourites from above or, as I say, whatever you're drawn to. These days, you can also get these wonderful polished or carved crystal pumpkins, witches, wizards and, and all manner of sort of Halloween style effects if you want to go down a more hallmark route on that one. But um, it's kind of nice to mix and match. And I've, I've, I've got a little crystal pumpkin myself, which I, I kind of love. The hocus pocus energy as opposed to the more serious energy, I guess. So the other thing that Samhain is perfect for because of the veil thinning is divination. Now, obviously, we've got crystal pendulums, and I'm not actually going to talk about those today. I'm going to look more at scrying as a form of divination and, and how scrying is so important at Samhain. Now, scrying, for those that don't know, is the art of gazing into or upon a crystal, a dark mirror, or water. It's when you allow those physical eyes to relax, and this lets our inner psychic eye open and receive the desired visions or information. So if you've ever viewed a magic picture with an image hidden within, you kind of get the gist of it. It does take a little bit of practice, so do keep at it. Don't be disheartened if you don't get it straight away. 
Now, the use of a black mirror is one of the best methods of achieving the state of mind required to enter the sort of semi-trance work for scrying work. It not only acts as a focal point for the visualisation, but it can become a doorway into the astral plane and it allows communication with the higher realms, the subconscious and access to the Akashic records. A scrying mirror is a more efficient way to learn to to begin to learn to scry and journey in the other realms. So for scrying mirrors, I'm talking about um, a black mirror. So these are made of black obsidian, which we talked about earlier. And black obsidian is volcanic glass. So a good way to work with these is just to have the light of one candle, the light of the moon, obviously put your protections down and ground and then you know see you know just start staring within and trying to detach the physical eye and let the inner eye open up our, our witchy eye whatever you want to call it now scrying can be used for a variety of reasons this could be to contact your spirit guides to access knowledge for healing and self-improvement you can use them as a magical transmitter and receiver you can ask for information to to divine the past the present and the future um, you can use them as a portal to the astral plane you can use them as a portal for the Akashic records, which are on the astral plane. You can use them for more shamanic journeying, for ritual invocation, or simply just to, you know, practice those visualization skills as well. Now, scrying mirrors and bowls, as I say, they are made from black obsidian, referred to as dark mirrors. Black bowls can be filled with water and will work equally well because you use the water in the same way as a dark mirror. I usually find that the black bowls work especially well with moonlight. Personally, I prefer candlelight for the, for the uh, scrying mirror myself. Now, crystal balls have been used for aeons to see the past and the future. The traditional crystal ball is also a wonderful tool, but you do need a little bit more practice to get going on this, okay? It's definitely uh, for a more advanced user for when you've had a little bit more practice. You can choose from the traditional quartz and you want to make sure that it is actually clear quartz, okay, and not reflective refractive glass so yeah you want to have the rainbows and the inclusions and the fault lines in the quartz because that's what you use to focus on to you know to, to open up that that third eye you can also get like a dark glass crystal ball so you can get an obsidian one or a very very dark smoky quartz i find works really really well if that's what you prefer they sit nicely in your hand as well if that's how you feel the other thing I've worked with with groups as well are seer stones. Now, these are also known as dragon stones, and these are quartz still in their bedrock, okay, that have been naturally tumbled in rivers. Depending on the area where they're found, they can also be found in the form of amethyst, citrine, rose, or smoky quartz. Again, all types of quartz, but the most usual tend to be the clear quartz. Now, as I say, these are found in riverbeds, and they have been rounded by the water, and etched on the outside and when they're found a portion is sliced off to make this window into the crystal so the outside looks like they've been sandblasted by the river but they're also called dragon eggs too being naturally tumbled in in the rivers gives them a very kind of earthy warm energy so when you hold them you, you not only feel a great connection with the earth but you have this broader connection to the universe and to the other elements as well 
And again, you use these in a similar way. It's about holding them, connecting in with them, having that crystal connection, feeling the energy, and then asking the crystals to speak to you or asking your guides to speak to you through the crystals or you know your loved ones. So I've got here some recommendations for crystals for remembering and communicating with those who've passed. And as I say, Samhain and Beltane are especially good times for this because the veil is getting thinner. These again are my recommendations. So based on how they work for me, but feel free to kind of use what you're naturally drawn to. Never deny your intuition, especially when the veil is thin, as that is almost your loved ones giving you that little shove that you need as well there too. So my absolute go-to is amphibole quartz, also known as angel phantom quartz or quartz and amphibole. And this is a crystal that forms in layers, growing in phantoms as a quartz crystal. And these are the best thing I found for facilitating receiving guidance from spirit guides, from angels, from loved ones in spirit and so forth. Definitely my go-to. By boosting your connection, they help you to find the answers you seek. And often the answers you seek are in more unexpected places. They're kind of opening your wider intuition so that you are more open to the signs in, in you know, more unusual places. They're also a wonderful, comforting crystal for easing you through grief and loss so that you can begin to see the beauty around you again as you come out of the grief on the other side. I mentioned the spirit quartz earlier. And again, if you want to connect in with a more fey energy, nature spirit, spirit guides, then spirit quartz or fe uh, fairy quartz is really good for that. Selenite, I mentioned earlier, um, named after the goddess Selene. This is one of the infamous crystals that's been around for, for aeons, okay? Precious and sacred. It's said to give angelic protection from ghosts and evil spirits from entering your sacred space, which is why it's quite a nice one to have around you if your sleep is sometimes troubled. And if you're looking to start with more angelic protection with your protection angels, then you can have selenite around you for that protection too. Now, celestite is another wonderful crystal for communicating with the other realms. It's this beautiful blue quartzy type crystal, a crystal of spirit communication and balancing your emotions. And it create, I think it helps, I found, connecting with spirit as well as angelic realms too. Now, celestite works really well with the third eye, the throat, because it's the blue, you've got that communication. So it really enhances all abilities of clairvoyance. And working with celestite, you'll be able to hear messages of your ancestors and communicate with a medium. Amethyst, the spiritual protector, also opens up these upper chakras. So it opens up the brow chakra, it opens up the crown chakra and the higher crown. And really good for connecting in with your spirit guides and any sort of anyone on the etheric uh, realm that you want to ask questions of really. One of the easiest uh, crystals to connect in with as well I found too. And finally, I just want to recommend lapis lazuli, okay, that beautiful stone that we've talked about in a, in a previous crystal of the month segment, very much a stone of the dead. It was revered by, by the Egyptians and the Romans alike, okay? Really good if you're wanting to go beyond the earth, if you're looking to astral travel, lucid dream, summon spirits as well. It has that very strong connection as i say it's it's beloved by the egyptians for their communication and to send the souls across to the dead as well so a little bit rushed apologies for that but uh, yeah my suggestions for crystals for sawan crystals for communicating with the dead and also crystals and ideas for working 
in a sort of visualisation, divination way for the Samhain Sabbath. Wishing you bright blessings until next time. Thank you. Cauldron FM. Around the planet on the World Wide Web. The sound of magic.
I was actually going to tell you on our Thanksgiving day that you are one of the things I was thankful for and how much Calder FM has and does still mean to me. I listen to it often and it's like coming home. Calder FM, where the magic really happens. Secret handed down from ancient times. Just think, and you'll achieve it. All you need is the power of your mind. But there will always be those who try to fight it. Their purpose is to stop you getting far. Don't be repressed by it.
around the planet on the World Wide Web. Internet Radio.
Colden FM. Online. The sound of magic.
Streaming 24-7. Colgen FM, the sound of magic. Never give up hope. Always believe in yourself 
and we will bless you with our light. Oh 
land and sea, chant the rune and it is done, as we will so mote it be. Golden FM is a Moonshadow Media production. Yes, one take! <laughs>